Filling in for Blaine Kylo on the technological world is Mike Yanni joining us here. Mike, he's the gadget guy. You can follow his uh, YouTube channels and stuff like that. He doesn't uh, doesn't post them all the time, but he still has a love affair for the gadgets and the things, and he's a nerd at heart. You've seen him all over the TV for 25 years. He's old. And uh, still catch him on Global on the morning shows and stuff like that every now and then he pops in too. Mike, how are you? I am doing well. You know, it's been a while since we talked. It's been a, it's been a minute. Um, people don't know how, like, I mean, how long we've known each other. It's been probably 15 plus, well, 15 plus years we worked in the same building. And even before that, just from working in the same city. So, yeah, you're it's old. It's got to be. Not me. It, it's true. And thanks for telling everyone. That, you're welcome. Just how old yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. But I mean, Sorry. it's it, obviously, you know me because you called me a nerd. Um, yeah. And I don't take offense to that. I don't think that. I am. I, don't, I think pretty much anyone in Canada who's seen me on TV could make that <laughs> de- de- determination. Um, uh, very cool. You do love the gadgets. You love all the things. And with Blaine Kylo being away, we've asked you to step in and uh, provide a little bit of nerdism on all of it. Now, we're not going to touch on gaming today. That's just not one of the things that we're going to get into. But we have some fun stuff here. And I want to start with televisions, Mike, because... You know, we're, we're tiptoeing towards the end of summer. The shows are going to start up again. Um, we're going to get hockey again. And TVs have been changing. We don't really need TVs anymore. People are, the kids are on their phones. They're on their tablets. But yet, at the same time, there's something really nice about sitting with the family in front of the TV. Most houses are sitting individually with five different TVs watching five different things at a time. So what do we got in the land of TVs? Well, how about sitting down and watching your TV with the family outside? Because that's kind of something I dipped my toes into this summer. That's not what they meant. They didn't mean that get outside and do something. They didn't mean get outside and do exactly (laughs) what you were doing inside. They meant get out and do something different. I think that you're right. But I like to twist things sometimes. Um, But I've been kind of testing out outdoor TVs. And I've got to say, that's kind of really opened up my eyes. It's just been a fun way to spend time with the family outdoors and I, and I should preface this by saying i didn't just take my television and put it outside i actually tried out some of the outdoor televisions that are specifically made for the outdoors and i've got to say they've changed a lot over the years um i tried one probably i would say well pre-pandemic my gosh so uh maybe five years ago i tried my very first outdoor television and i set it up and i was all ready to go and i was doing actually a morning show segment at the time and I, I put the logo of the morning show in and I'm sitting waiting to go live. You know, the sun's beating on the screen. It's, it's warm. And right before we go live, I just look over my shoulder and I see these black blotches forming all over the screen. Oh, I'm no. just like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on? Turns out some of the earlier models were not, not made for direct sunlight. Oh. So between the heat of the screen... And the heat of the morning sun. And keep in mind, this is 7 in the morning. It's not like it was extremely hot. All of a sudden, the picture was starting to go. And this is like live television Instantly. right before I go on. I'm just like, okay, it's told my cameraman, nope, pan off that. We won't talk about that this morning. Uh, and so they've changed a lot. Technology has improved. Uh, they now have models that actually can be in the direct sunlight, which is, which is a big difference. Um, but it's a lot of fun to not only just watch movies at night with the family, you can play video games mm-hmm. so you know your ps5 your xbox um that's fun so the kids have been loving that and actually we have been spending more time together as a family it's kind of interesting hmm. i i the hot tub for me was a thing that's when i tried it was to be able to put one outside so yeah. i could sit in the hot tub and watch the hockey game there was actually one point where i couldn't so i had a mirror 
So I sat in the hot tub and I had the mirror reflected the TV through the living room window. <laughs> I could still watch the hockey game. That was a long time ago. Technology's changed a lot since Shane was using a mirror to watch the hockey game. Um, but one thing that I think that impresses me, Mike, when you talk about spending time with the family, and you've seen with some inflatable screens and stuff, so it's nice because the lumens of those projectors aren't very bright. You have to be up late. You have to do it. These TVs have a lot more oomph behind them. But to do family movie nights with the lawn chairs and get outside and everyone's sort of sitting around, the dog's running and you're watching your movie, I mean, that's kind of a cool idea. It's fun. And you're right. I mean, yet you can take the projector. You can shine it on the side of your house. You can shine it on the fence, on a bed sheet. We've, I've done that. And yes, that is fun. There's something to that. But when you have a 65-inch television that's you know bright and crisp Colorful, and yeah. you're watching a movie, I mean, it looks it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. You can actually use Bluetooth on these as well. So you're not, you know, actually waking up the neighbors. No one can oh, hear what you're watching. So it's yeah. kind of like the old school drive-in where everyone had their own little bad speaker right? on your car window. Yeah. And they're completely waterproof. Uh, you can, they can be out in the rain. They can be out in the cold. So they're completely sealed. So that's one thing you have to think about is, okay, what's my source? What's my input going to be? You know, they, they're smart. So they have, you know, Netflix and all the different streaming services built in. That's probably the way to go. But you could hook up a cable box. You could hook up a satellite box. You just have to make sure the rain doesn't get into those. And all the HDMI ports on the back, they're actually sealed. So there is a flap that goes over the back that when you tighten in the screws, uh, the seal compresses. And so no water can get in. So it's, it's a little bit of a setup. And, but I will say they're not, okay. So they're not cheap. You're looking probably around $3,500 starting to about 5,000. That's for about 55 to a 65 inch. So they're not cheap. They're an investment for sure, but they are built like a tank. This is very different than the, the thin plasma you have. Uh, or OL, uh, OLED in your living room. Uh, these are made from metal. It's not plastic. It's metal. It's glass. It has an internal fan to make sure there's no humidity on the inside. They are heavy. You know, they're over 100 pounds. So you have to have, you know, the proper location to put this. I put mine on a, a metal stand with with wheels. So it was, it actually was perfect. We can kind of move Sounds it around. Like you stole it from the studio, but okay. Maybe. No, <laughs> I <would> never <laughs> do that. <laughs> But speaking of stealing, that is something else you have to think about, though, as well. This is an investment. So when you go away for a week, what are you going to do? Right. Do you move it into the house? Are you going to trust that no one's going to go into your backyard and walk away with this? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are gazebo, certain things to keep in mind. Mounted. Oh, you know, sure. there's all kinds of things yeah. there, right? I, and I was thinking about uh, on Amazon, you can buy those floor mount TV mounts now, too. So you don't have to put the holes in your wall. And it kind of pushes right up against the wall. So it's quite subtle. And it's just basically a TV on a stick. On a That's stick. exactly yeah, right. right. That's exactly what we did. We got one of those. Uh, they had wheels on the bottom with the, the two um, pipes, uh, and you just bolt it right to it, and it was perfect. Nice. It was it was so much fun. I mean, yes, an investment. And you know what? You could argue. I hate to say this. Some televisions are almost disposable. How cheap they are. You mm. could take a cheap TV and just have it out every once in a while too. Well, that's just it, right? Like, and they're so cheap. You can go get a non-smart TV for forty bucks, thirty bucks used, right. and you can. I mean, at five, three thousand dollars. I mean, that's a hundred TVs. You can have probably two years worth of TV nights outside and never bring it in again. I mean, that's not very eco and responsible in the world of trying to <laughs> take care of stuff. But I mean, it does it's, work. It does. You're right. It's true, and that also kind of shows our age too. I don't. I remember the time, and it doesn't seem that long ago, when some of the plasma TVs were thirty thousand dollars for a right? sixty-five inch. Mm-hmm. It was not that long ago. 
I remember when my dad was so excited when he got a 32-inch CRT, like old-school tube TV, because yeah. they finally came out in 32s. Like, holy cow. The family used to sit around and watch those 20-inch TVs in the living room. That was the night of, you know, watching MASH or something. Uh, Mike Yanni is here, sitting in for Blaine Kylo. Now, since we're talking about the yard, I was walking in St. Catharines, Ontario, with my buddy Bob, and there was this little robot thing rolling around the yard. And I said to Bob, I was like, this, what's going on here? He's like, that thing's running every day, all day. It goes in at nighttime. It charges. It comes back out the next day. The guy's lawn is perfect. And I watched it. I watch it get to the edge of the sidewalk, turn around, and go back. And he has no line between him, no fence between him and his neighbor on the one side. And it literally is a perfect straight line of mowing that this little machine just kind of keeps going and gets and turns and, and does it all. Robot lawnmowers, uh, the way to go, maybe? You know what? That's a bad neighbor because I would let the robot go into the neighbor's yard and do their yard too. You think so, yeah. <laughs> that's honestly that's what I do. I, I do, I'll admit, I have a robotic lawnmower. And probably one of the best purchases I've ever made. I've had one for six years and I upgraded this year to an a, a model that's just slightly bigger. And I will say this is a game changer. And it's funny that you mentioned that when you saw this on a yard, as you're walking by, you kind of stopped in your tracks and you're like, wait a minute, what is that? Because every UPS driver, every Amazon driver, every plumber, electrician that goes by, slams on the brakes, pulls out their smartphone, and they're rolling on the front of our house because they have not seen one before. <laughs> it's neat. I mean, and convenient. I'm it's guessing great. that you never have to mow the lawn then. You don't have to do any yard work, maybe some edging, that's it? I, you have to do the edging. But other than that, I have not physically mowed my lawn in, I guess, probably six years now. I used to say five years, but six years now. Love it. It, it just uh, parks it, itself and charges and off it goes. It does. And the setup is actually really easy. So how it works is there is actually a wire that you bury around the, the perimeter of your yard. And if you have any flower beds in the center. And it knows once it reaches that wire just to turn around and go the other way. So you have a, uh, a home dock. And that's the charging station. And so you program this all through your smartphone. You say what time you want it to go out. You can set the height for the how high or how short you want your grass. And you hit start and away it goes. It will charge and then it knows just to go out, do its thing for about an hour, hour and a half. And then it will find the dock on its own and it'll charge again and it'll go out again and it keeps trimming it. The key with a robotic lawnmower though is you can't let your grass grow too long. Mm-hmm. So it almost has to go out, I wouldn't say every day, but I would say every second to third day, because once it gets too long, it can't really keep up, because underneath, it's actually just razor blades. There are four razor blades under the one I have, that just when they're spinning, it's just enough, and it's sharp enough to just to cut the grass. So if the, if the grass was like seven inches tall, there's no way it's going it, to do yeah. that. Couldn't even but move. that's why it just it just goes out on its own, and just kind of does this thing, keeps it trim, and you so never you really to- notice your grass growing. In the springtime when it's short and brown, um, and then it gets, you know, you've got to get it out right away, so it keeps going. And I'm assuming that means because it's only clipping off a few millimeters at a time, there's no bag, no cleanup. No bagging, and you have no idea that your grass is being mowed because the, the trimmings are so tiny that yeah. it's actually good for your grass because it's going back into the grass. Mike Yanni's filling in for Blaine Kylo here on The Shift. It is a technological world, and having beer at home, for me, it's cider, actually. Um, nice. I had a keg fridge. I uh, had a business long ago where we would take stainless steel kegerators, the big ones that could have all the canisters all self-contained. They would fit nicely in the kitchen. And um, part of the deal was 
with us is I had a guy who did caricatures. So I could take, and I was like Mike Yanni Beer Co. And it was a caricature drawing of your face, thumbs up or whatever. And we, they would wrap, I would get the guys to wrap the fridge with your face. And then you had your own beer company. And you could even get your keg handle, whatever. Then you throw in your Molson Canadian or whatever it is that you're drinking. And uh, off you go. It's your, it's your Mike Yanni Brewing. And, and so that was a thing. It's been around forever. But there's some new ways that you can get a kegerator at home without having to go through all the fuss. How about a kegerator for 100 bucks? Oh, that's a lot cheaper. I'm glad I'm not in that business anymore because that's not <laughs> what we were charging. <laughs> right. I know. They're, they're not cheap. I mean, they've like every technology out there, they've come down in price. Although I've actually noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this as well, if you've been shopping around for parts or anything like that. I actually found over the last couple of years, the pandemic, prices actually went up. So I think there's been a little bit more demand for at-home oh, entertaining we and kegerators. <laughs> and of course, we were drinking more, right? But I agree. I've had one in the home here for probably about five, six years, and I love it. I think it's an amazing investment for the summer. Neighbors come over all the time. You just, you know, send them inside with their with their cup. And it's just a, a fun social thing. Um, but it's expensive. And, of course, you have to get the CO2 tanks. So, you know, there's upkeep to it. And you have to clean the lines and things like that. So I was kind of just looking around. Actually, it was for Father's Day. I was looking for, I was asked to do a segment with Global on ideal tech gifts for Father's Day. And I stumbled upon this device that's actually built in Canada called Physics. It's called the Physics Draft Pour Beer Dispenser. And it claims that it can turn any bottle or any can of beer into draft beer. So initially I thought, okay, it's 100, just over 100 bucks. This is just a fancy tap. All it's doing is it's taking the beer from your can and you can just pour it out through a tap. It's the Brita of beer. Right. And in a sense, it kind of is. So I, I contacted the company, as I said, Canadian company, which is kind of cool because I always like supporting Canadian, try to find the cool Canadian products out there. Uh, and they sent me one. And it, it's a little bit more than just a fancy beer dispenser. What it does is so, yes, you open up the can of beer, you open up your bottle, you put it in, you put the long tube down the, you know, the neck of the bottle, you close it up, and it's ready to go. You pour it. But what it actually does is it actually pressurizes the um, – the capsule where your bottle or your can is in. And then it changes the carbonation. So as you pour it, it has more of that micro foam. So it's got, it, it gets mm. a lot of head on that beer. Yep. And it's almost like an aerator for wine. It actually does taste, change the taste of your beer. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that right away. They said it when I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. It really does. So it's like aerating wine. You can notice the taste, a, a difference in the taste. Same thing with this. It worked actually quite well. It did actually feel like, yes, you were drinking a, a glass of draft beer. And I don't know about you. I Do you like cans, bottles? What's, what's your preference? Or do you like yeah, draft? no, I'm, I'm, I'd like the draft. I, I always, whenever I go out, it's a chance to have draft beer or cider either way. And I always, I always do. I mean, for me, like Guinness is a great example. I went to Ireland last year and, you know, the taste of Guinness in Ireland is different. The taste of Guinness uh, in a can is different. Um, it just, it's different. It's not the same. I agree. It's it, 100%. I actually prefer draft. So this was kind of nice. You know, you can take something from the fridge and you can have your own draft beer at home. Um, at, at, it worked better for, I would say, domestic brands and some of the more common brands out there. I didn't care for the, what it did to the flavor of craft beer. That was just my, my two cents. Um, it, sure, it changes the carbonation. It does change the taste. But I preferred it more with, uh, you know, the, the main brands out there. I did not try it with cider. I should have. 
I do. Mm. I do enjoy a good cider. There you go. But Same I mean, time. it's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred right? bucks. You can do it. Go get another one. You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll sign the uh, the purchase order for the family for the uh, Yanni family purchase order. Uh, Mike Yanni filling in, uh, chatting about beer and so much more for Blaine Kylo. It is a technological world. Great to see you, brother. Thanks for stepping in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.